You are listening to the Utah Jazz Beats with Sam and Peeps, the ultimate podcast for diehard fans and passionate followers of the Utah Jazz. Here are your hosts, Sam and Peeps. Good morning, Utah, and all jazz fans, even if you're not in Utah. It is October 28th, the morning after the Utah Jazz beat the Los Angeles Clippers 120 to 118. We had Clutch Kelly. We had Clutch Clarkson. It was a great night to be a jazz fan. How you feeling, peeps? Oh, I'm feeling good from last night. That was a good game. That was crazy. If you would have, if we would have had this podcast after our uh, our Wednesday game, I don't know, dude. That was a sad game. We're never recording <laughs> after a loss, right? Just kidding. <laughs> no, sir. Just kidding. Uh, we were, we were going to bring fire and brimstone to this podcast after that first game. That was rough. How was it in that the arena bad. on I went Wednesday? To, what was the vibe? Yeah, so I went to the game. I got the, I got the shirt and everything. But, uh, I mean, to start out, the vibe was good. And then, honestly, just by the end of the game, you just kind of felt like it was in the middle of the season, another loss. There was not, like, any, like, you know, brand-new jazz energy. <laughs> it was kind of sad, actually. Oh, really? But it was still fun to go to, obviously. I, I love going to the jazz game. So, at that point, you still can't complain. But I do wish I would have gone to last night's yeah, game instead. Yeah, that place. Oh, man. That, it must have been rocking last night. That must have been so sick. Oh, yeah. And if you heard, like, who was it? It was, uh, it was like, the last. It was Clarkson who hit that, had, hit that three at yeah. the end. You could hear the fans just from like you know the over the broadcast. Yeah, I was like, just like screaming loud. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. That that last oh. night was so fun. I went to a Halloween party yesterday, and I anyway I came home when I ended up finishing that game at like two a.m. and I was just like in my house with everyone asleep, just like quiet screaming like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was freaking awesome. Alrighty, well today. We are going to talk about some takeaways from last night. We're going to give our season predictions. Everyone always talks about bold predictions, but I'm not trying to be wrong. So I'm just going to give some medium season predictions that are flaming hot, probably. I don't know about you. You can give your hot takes, but I'm all about my my batting average here. So, Um, all (laughs) righty, let's get a start. Well, first, before I went to takeaways, I want to talk about the starting lineup uh, real quick, just because that's been such a common theme in our podcast. So we should probably review what the lineup actually is. I got to hand it to peeps. He mm-hmm. was correct with THT as a starting point guard. I, I had no faith. I thought there was a less than 5% chance of that happening, but Hey, peeps was right. <laughs> How hey, does it feel? You know what? Granted in, in our first podcast, I said I would like to see THT and Jordan Clarkson as the lineup, but I thought that the real lineup would have been Sexton and Clarkson. Oh, okay. So I didn't fully get it right, but my want did happen. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, but uh, oh yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say. Um, yeah. So basically, when they asked Will Hardy why they gave it to THT, he basically said that Lowry plays best when he's with Clarkson, and that Clarkson and THT or that Clarkson plays best when he's with THT basically. And so he said, it's not because Mm -hmm. THT is better or worse than anyone else. um, But this is just kind of how we feel like who plays best together. So uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It was him talking about the pairs. Yeah. You know, that JC and him are a pair. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. So yeah, we'll see. 
if it changed throughout the year or if this is what we're rolling with. But so far, THC started every preseason game and both regular season games. So I think it's his for now until he, unless someone takes it from him. True. Yeah. All righty. Give me a, give me a take or two from last night. I guess we'll go every other. Give me, you can give me a good take, bad take, whatever you want. Okay. Do you want me to do both games or just from last night? Oh, um, I yeah. Uh, either way, I was kind of just doing like overall just, okay. takes. So if you have <clears throat> okay. from specific games, that's cool. Either way. Okay. So from well, I kind of split them into games, but I mean, because I feel like the two games just yeah, looked they're so different, different right? <laughs> right. So the first game I had like THT and Sexton. They're driving to the to to the bucket. They just drive in, and like half the time it looks like they fall and they slip, and they're just like throwing the ball out. And I'm like, "Yo, you guys, like, you guys don't need to be doing that right now. It's okay. Just stay at the three, run a play, you know, call it a day." And it's not like it's not because they're bad at basketball. It's just that they're playing with a low IQ on that play. I feel like so. I feel like easily like that could be fixed. I don't know if the coaches have already talked to them. Like. I'm curious of what, because that happens, like it happened quite a bit in the preseason. It happened quite a bit during this, uh, you know, these last two games. So I'm just wondering what the coaches have told them about driving in like that, and if that will stop. Because I feel like if that stops with all those guards, that would help us out quite a bit. Like, yeah, if you have a lane, then take the lane. But most of the time, it looks like there's three guys in the way, and they're trying to take the lane. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, I it just it's so frustrating watching just the guards in general a lot of the time. Like sex and THD, especially the first one. I'm like, what are you guys doing? So but yeah. Oh, it was like the whole game. It felt like yeah, it was, it was like driving <laughs> yeah. me crazy. Uh huh. And then on uh, in game one, I also my thought was that we lost in the second quarter because like kind of. I mean, we we did play that well in the first, right? But I. Uh, we hardcore lost in the second, and then we pretty much maintained after that. And uh, it looks like it was mostly because of our perimeter defense. Like they were just getting easy threes on us, wide open. And it was probably how we were, you know, playing defense. But it was, I mean, they would have a guy out, and we would just be running over to him. And that happened consistently. Yeah, that second quarter um, was so rough. I mean, it, I felt like I was watching Terrence Mann and the Clippers all over again <laughs> from Game Six of the twenty twenty one playoffs. Like it was just Harrison Barnes just uh-huh. hitting an open three after open three after open three. It's like someone guard him, you know. So I think it's probably just like a lot of miscommunication, lack of understanding with the scheme this early in the year. Everyone's still learning to play together, but. It was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I mean, Markinen though, he still looked good, right? He still looked comfortable as the best player on our team. Um, Dunn didn't look as good, I would say. I would say Ochai looked about the same as the end of last year, like he was looking comfortable. He did have a really nice dunk in that fourth quarter. That got the fans going crazy, yeah. I'll be honest. That was nice. That was nice. <laughs> Um, but that's my takeaways from game one. Game two, it was nice seeing Kessler hit the three right at the start of the game. He took another one later. He missed it. Um, honestly, Collins, he, I mean, he had a really nice block from behind. It felt like he was quieter that game than he was in the first game. Like that first game looked like it was a really good game for him. Um, and then I thought was interesting was our closing out the game lineup. 
it wasn't THT. THT was out for like the last few minutes, and then THT came in with about like forty seconds or a minute left, and he kind of finished out the last part of the game. But for the most part, it was done. Um, and then the nice thing is too, now we have an eleven game win streak against the Clippers, which is kind of funny to say because it's like the Jazz organization has a eleven game win streak. But other than that, it's like Jordan Clarkson, maybe. I don't know if he's there for all those games. Probably. We've actually but won 11 like, straight. Everyone else, it's like. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Hilarious. We swept them last year. <laughs> Our team was. We didn't make the playoffs hey. last year. That's what the announcer said on the on the podcast. I was like, okay. You... Sounds good. <laughs> I'm, I'm back checking that, but if that's correct, that's crazy. Well, they did say Tyron Lue yeah, is like 0-6 in Salt Lake as a coach or something. So, I mean, yeah, it can happen. That's just that. It's just shocking. <laughs> I, be, I believe it. That's just crazy. <laughs> but that was uh, that was my takeaway from uh, from the game. All right, right here. Jazz hold off Clippers in a thrill. The Clippers have lost 12 straight regular season games in Utah oh. with their last win. Okay, so, so it's, at it's, it's at Jazz. Okay. okay, I mean, that makes sense. That's still awesome, but that's that's yeah. crazy. All right, I got some good takes, some bad takes. Um, first of all, the biggest takeaway I had just overall uh, was Kessler. He, I don't know, it's just weird because... Uh, going into the year, I think everyone kind of had him as the consensus. He's the second best player on this team. He's like the future. In the first two games, he didn't play over 25 minutes in either of them. I think it was like around 22 minutes, 21 minutes, something like that. Um, 22 and 21, 22 yeah. And 21. Okay, yeah. So anyway, I just think it's weird that he's only playing 21, 22 minutes. Something maybe to monitor going forward. And then also when he was out there, like, he had some good moments, especially in that first quarter against the Clippers. Like, he came out, like, really was making an impact. But besides that, I felt like he was kind of invisible. Like, I didn't notice him really on the defensive end. I didn't notice him on the offensive end. Um, so, I don't know. I, did, I just thought it was interesting. I did see um, this from Calvin Chapel, who writes for Salt Lake City Dunk. And I just thought it was interesting. He said... Kessler's low minutes are absolutely something to monitor. I think it's pretty clear why it's happening. Olenek opens the floor for Collins and Markkanen while Kessler clogs it. The problem is that Kessler is really good. Hardy needs to figure out how to solve this. So, I mean, that makes sense. It's probably the same reason that he didn't get very many minutes with Team USA. Is Well, he did hit a three. Like, no one's really scared of him hitting threes. Like, he's he's not really a threat out there. And everything gets clogged up mm-hmm. with Markkanen, Collins, Kessler all in there in the paint. So, I don't know. It's just like, we'll have to see what Will Hardy does, but it is weird to see our second-best player just not playing, like, even half the... I've been playing about half the game. Yeah, that's true, though. I mean, that was definitely surprising to me. That's why I was asking last week about the... I was like, is he going to have a sophomore slump year? Yeah. Like, what's going uh, on? Like, yeah, speaking of that, like, so I was far, thinking this. I, I was know. like, he's the guy that was most confident. Like, if anyone is going to be as good as they were last year, it would be him. But right now it's not looking like that. And it's not that he was bad or anything, but I just feel like he didn't like play with as much force or like dominate the game like we saw at times late last season, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Anyway, something to monitor. We'll see. But it, weird to see him not close the game as well. Like if anything, I thought that 
he would be closing for defense. But I mean, it's good he wasn't because Olenek hit those two clutch threes last night uh, late in the game. Yeah, true. It was Olenek closing the game, not Kessler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they feel like they don't need his defense as much when you've got Collins there as well. Like Collins, Lowry, and Olenek are all, you know, still big guys. Maybe they feel like it's not necessary to have him close when you could get more offense from Kelly. But I don't know. I just think it's super weird <laughs> to be. I was something that I did notice that I thought was good from both games was I thought that Collins looked pretty good. Obviously, like his stats last night didn't show up as much as uh, against the Kings, but I felt like he was doing a lot of the same things. Just shots maybe weren't as falling, weren't falling as much. But I thought he was a really good rebounder. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I liked how he was cutting. I kind of just liked his role in the offense and then something that the jazz posted on their social media yesterday was that John Collins posted a double double in Utah season opener without turning the ball over. He's the first player to do that in a jazz debut since Carlos Boozer in 2004. So, I mean, we all know how Carlos Boozer turned out for us. He was awesome. So anyway, I think he's going to be great. Um, His shot wasn't falling last night, but that's fine. Um, I think Will Hardy trusts him a lot. He, I think he played like the second most minutes in both games. Um, I don't know for sure, but I know he played a lot of minutes and I feel like he coach really likes him and I really like him. I just think he's a solid player. So him and Clark's not the same amount of minutes in both games. Oh, really? Okay. And then Markinen probably yeah. the most, I assume. And Markinen's the top. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the thing with Kessler. I thought Kessler was going to lead the jazz in minutes every night, but I was way off on that prediction up to this point. So we'll just see how it goes. <clears throat> yeah, that could change still. Yeah, no, for sure. It's only the first two games. I'll just say, I'm just like, what the crap? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I'm just trying to think of anything. Oh, yeah, I do. I do have a question for you about the, the games. Too. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Unless you're. No, well, no, keep going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So THT, you sent me a text before the season started that you were, you know, you know, saying sorry for bashing on THT I've so been much, a THT right? hater, and, now and I said, THT. I will support him now, yes. I trust okay. the coach. So. so now let me ask you, about the last two games, what do you think about THT? I think he's been good. I mean, especially with... Um, I, I just think he's improved a lot as a facilitator, for sure. Um, I think he is really trying to read the defense. He's trying to make good decisions. Um, some of those same things that are just part of his game that I mentioned in our last episode are still there. Like, I still feel like he is just dribbling a lot. And sometimes he takes these weird, crazy shots that I'm not expecting. But overall, like, I feel like he's played within the offense there. He's been hitting open three pointers, which is good after only shooting 29% last year. I think he's making a really big effort to read the defense get other people involved so yeah I don't, I don't have any complaints about him after the first two games i wouldn't say that he's like our option for the future or anything but i mean i think he's been solid what about you no i think i mean i think last game last night he felt really he looks pretty comfortable yeah i mean he only had he had one foul and only two turnovers um but he got eight assists so like the assist to turnover ratio yeah, that's awesome really that's good super impactful yeah and uh, he, I mean, yeah, his his shot wasn't falling, which I feel like, I mean, his his three point shot actually was he shot forty percent. He shot two of five, but then his other shots, I think, it was mostly just 
he's driving just in, he's taking crazy shots ones. kind of thing. Yeah. So I think if we just limit that portion of his game, his turnovers would even go down more and his bad shots would even go down more. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, my <laughs> whole thing with him is I just didn't want him taking shots away from Markinen and Collins. I mean, we saw like how amazing Markinen was last night. So obviously we want him to shoot yeah. as much as we can. I mean, if if he keeps keeping his assists that high, then obviously he's he's giving the ball to people. Yeah, so. exactly. So no, yeah, I thought I thought he was awesome. Um, I mean, as good as better than I would have expected, if we're being honest. So, um, speaking of marketing, <laughs> he had like thirty five points last night, and I don't. It's just crazy because you don't even notice it, and then you look up at the box score going to the fourth quarter, and you're like, oh wow, this guy has thirty points. When did that happen? I, I don't know. He's a supernatural shooter. He's super athletic. I I was shocked when I saw how many points he had. Dude, that was like me for Kawhi Leonard last night. And like not including like the fourth quarter. I was like, has Kawhi even like really played? Like, like I, I just did not notice him on the floor at all. I'll be honest. <laughs> and he still had like, I think it was like 24 points or something. But I mean, yeah, he just did not feel like he was there. Yeah. It- that, yeah, I thought that same thing. I I was like, it's quiet, but now here I noticed Paul George a lot last night. Like I felt like Paul George was yeah, super no, involved, but maybe that's just because he's on my fantasy team. Who knows? <laughs> oh, you're you're counting points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm playing peeps, everyone. Like this week, the peeps are playing. I'm up a hundred going into Saturday. Me. So let's see if I can yeah. hang on. And we have the same. We have the same amount of games left. <laughs> I do have Donovan Mitchell, and Donovan Mitchell, I think, has the most points in the league he's right now. He's right now. So, yeah, he's going <laughs> I good. I should have drafted him in my second pick instead of AD. No, he shouldn't have. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> I had him last year. He was all... Anyway, that's a... we'll save our fantasy basketball podcast for later. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, special, special edition. Special edition. So, anyway, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated next week on if I beat him or not. So he's a big trash talker generally. <laughs> so it's going to feel good. Sam told me, he's like, I don't know how to trash talk. I said, well, just say, you suck. I'm going to wreck you. <laughs> like, that's all that you got to do. <laughs> it just, just doesn't feel right. Uh. All righty. Well, those are my, most of my takeaways. Uh, I have some other ones that I'll just like mix in with kind of our predictions for the year. So uh, do you have anything else before we go on to our season predictions for our guys? I don't think so. All righty. Well then, give me uh, give me one of your your season predictions here. Okay. So my first season prediction. After two games, Utah... we know how it's all going to work out, right? Hundred percent. We already know this. So the Utah oh Jazz gosh, will make the again. playoffs, and they will make the playoffs higher than the eighth seed. You said we're going to get higher than the eighth seed. Yep. So pretty oh, much okay. the six or the seven, probably the seven. I'd love to see six. Okay, so your your prediction. Okay, wow, that's bold. Why do you think that? <laughs> um, I mean, going into the season, I mean, obviously we had a bad first game. We had a good second game against the Clippers, and I just feel like our team over time can can do it i mean obviously like you had our closing lineup being changed so like not everything is set yet so i feel like after we get our team set then we'll be more locked in so mm. okay well then i'll give you because mine... and and another one of my bold predictions kind of adds into that i'll be honest okay do you want to give that one or i have one that goes along with that should i give mine no, or do you want to give your next you got you got it okay so it. my prediction 
is the exact opposite of what you just said. And I was like, that we coming don't to, make the playoffs. Coming, yeah, coming into the year, I was pretty like, I think we could sneak into that play in and blah, 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 blah. But my prediction is that we're going to be right in it until the very last week. And then in that last week, we're going to end up with the 11th seed and we're going to get a top 10 pick. Oh, <laughs> I know it's pain. I don't even want to say it, but I'm just looking at the West and I just don't know how it's possible. Like I truly, unless there's injuries, like teams are just so good. We got freaking like the Grizzlies are looking like the worst, you know, of like all those top teams. You got like Grizzlies, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Kings. Like they're all so good. And so I don't know. I just feel like, it's between like, oh, yeah, Thunder are even so good. Yeah, like I just feel like it's us, Grizzlies, Mavericks, and the Grizzlies will get draw back are going to be like fighting towards the end. Um, so I'm hoping that we can sneak in, but I just think that those teams have just more top end talent than we do. Like, so I don't know. I think I think we get that 11th seed. Okay, to go along with that, do you want to hear what the best teams technically in the NBA are right now? from two games <laughs> yeah let's hear it okay so in the east you have the pacers are the number one they're actually the number one altogether and then it's the magic uh <laughs> isn't that all just because of like what determines that the standings if that's the one and the i mean that's point differential okay and uh yeah so yeah pacers then magic and then on the west then you have Oklahoma and then the Nuggets. Oh, really? So, honestly, at this point in time, I think it's really hard to tell who's actually the best because I can tell you no, this. No, yeah. This... Pacers and Magic? Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like my prediction isn't because of anything that's happened so far. It's just like looking at everything. Basically, barring major injuries, I just think it's going to be really tough for us to get in. Uh, or, or a big trade. Like, if we had a big trade if there's injuries, but let's say that everything stands as is right now throughout the whole season. I, I just think it would be really hard. <laughs> um, all right. What's your next one? All right. My next one has to go along with the first one. And this is kind of why I made this prediction, but I said the Chaz will trade for a star by trade deadline. Okay, I have a similar one. So a trade, a trade will become available. We'll grab the star, and he'll be pretty much like our you know next two year star kind of thing, whoever it is. And that's the reason we're making it above the eight seed. Okay, see, I can get behind that. Give me, give me some options. Who are you thinking? Just hey, I, I, I haven't got that far yet, man. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to jump the gun. <laughs> I just think it's gonna happen. <laughs> we're just gonna get someone. Okay. Hey. hey. That's Danny Ainge's job. I don't work there. <laughs> I respect it. Dude, I hope so. I want I want us to make a splash like ASAP, honestly. Uh, I mean, we, we were literally in the running for Drew Holiday. So it's not like we're just biding our time waiting. Like, I feel like we are actively in talks. We want to well, have. And we have, we have the picks. We have tradable contracts. We have everything ready to go. Oh, yeah, it's true. And, I mean, we have enough picks as of right now that we can make two big trades. So, like, yeah. I could see us uh, in the middle of season, February, Bulls 
have won like 25, 30 games. They're not going anywhere. They give us Zach Levine for a few picks. Offseason comes. Uh, Mavericks underperform again. Miss the playoffs. They sell everything. We get Luka for like six first-round picks. We have enough that we could do something like that. So, here's, I mean, here's also my reasoning behind it is because Markkanen's contract extension is coming up, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think we need to show him that we're serious, that we're going to go into the playoffs. So if you make a trade for a star beforehand, it's like, yep, yeah, I'll stay here, you know, and that's worth yeah. keeping him. So, no, I totally agree. I mean, it, this is what happened with Giannis and the Bucks. I mean, the first time around, Giannis was like, hey, show me that you're actually committed to winning. They went out, they traded for Drew Holiday, they won a championship. This year, his extension's coming up again. He said, hey, show me you're committed to winning. They said, all right, we'll go get Damian Lillard. And he immediately signs an extension. So, no, I totally... Yeah, it's true. I think, like, it's true that um, franchises need to be proving to their star players. The Jazz need to prove to Lowry that we really are committed to winning. And he's he does he's already, like, in his prime. He doesn't want to wait another five years for the Jazz to make the playoffs. Like, it needs to happen sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of trades... I have a uh, trade prediction as well. Not a specific trade, but I th- I think that for sure Olenek... Well, not for sure Olenek. I just mean I think there will for sure be a trade, and I think that Olenek and either Sexton or THT and maybe Chris Dunn, but probably not Dunn, would get, is going to get moved. Um, I think that right now, like the 10-man rotation is making it so like George and Abaji are both playing 12 minutes each. And I just think like we need a consolidation trade to get that from 10 to nine. Um, the reason that I think Olinick gets traded is because he's on, this is the last year of his contract. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. He loves it here. It seems like but I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave to go to a contender since, you know, he's getting a little bit older. So I think he'll get traded so we can get something instead of nothing. I think Sexner THT is going to go to get minutes for, Abaji and Keontae George because I think Abaji like it kind of sucks I feel like he's been solid like he does a lot of good things he's really athletic he's played some good defense he hits open shots but there's just no minutes for him so I would like to see a Sexton or a THT get traded so that he can get some minutes clear up the timing a little bit yeah and I feel like they're so redundant too of their skill set on the floor so it's like, let's well, there was get... a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of rumors last week and like the start of this week about THT getting traded. Yeah. Like, I heard the Rockets are interested. The, the Rockets. But... Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think there will be a, some, I think there'll for sure be a trade this season. I would, I would be really surprised if Danny Ainge made no trades between now and the summer. Um, so I think I expected mine. I feel like it's going to be more low key years is more of a big splash. Um, Because I feel like we're just trying to... I thought we would just trade guys for picks just to kind of make room for Keontae George, Ochai, maybe Taylor Hendricks, you know? Mm -hmm. All right, give me your your last one, or I assume your last one. All right, well, then I actually have an insane pick afterwards. Or an insane take. Uh, No, this one's my my more normal. Okay. But my uh my I made a fourth bull prediction and that one oh. is a little a little far fetched. But I love to see it all. <laughs> well, how did you know? <laughs> That's like an absurd take. 
Okay, my bad. <laughs> okay. So this other one I have is that the Jazz will make it through the round robin of the in-season tournament. Oh, interesting. Okay. Can Which you remind nice me what, the, we can see what this. the three teams are? Uh, well, it's five teams altogether. Or five teams. Yeah. But we have Blazers and we have Lakers, and I think we'll take one of those, or both of those, and then we just got to take one of the others. Okay. Nice. So, Dude, that would be sweet. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, all right, I think we could do it. Yeah. Man, I, do you feel like teams are going to take the in-season tournament seriously, or do you think the Jazz I don't think have... they will, and that's why I think we can kind of steal, steal, get, steal it and uh, you know, get out of it. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the Jazz, they just play hard. Like Will Hargis after last night, he's like, if we play that hard and that tough every night, then we're going to be really hard to beat. And I think that is one thing that we've got going for us is we just like play hard every single night. Um, and that while other teams, I feel like will be sleeping on us, especially teams like the Lakers, you know? So no, that I think uh-huh. that, that'd be awesome. Well, and I think, so I, here's my thought. I don't think that the Lakers are going to care about the in-season tournament, right? So yeah. like if they're going to rest guys, they're going to be resting guys, like whatever's going on. And then another one. So here's the other two teams too. We have Suns and Grizzlies. Grizzlies aren't going to have drawbacks, so we could probably steal that game as well. So now you got Blazers and Grizzlies, and then you have Lakers, and then the only one that's the other one is Suns, and I don't think we'll probably win that. But three out of four, and then you look at everyone else, it's like everyone else could win three out of four, you know, top teams. Mm-hmm. They might win five, uh, you know, all four, but. Man, that would be sweet. I feel like people. But if we if we got through the round robin, teams would be like, "Oh shoot, Utah's for real," you know? Yeah. So that'd be yeah. I think now with how the Grizzlies, I mean, the Grizzlies lost like a bunch of their bigs are hurt, and then they obviously don't have Jaw. So before the season, I was thinking we'd probably come in fourth in that tournament, but I think we can. I think we can take the Grizzlies now. I mean, you just got to shut down Desmond Bain, and that's it. So I w- I wouldn't even be surprised, mm-hmm. honestly. You need to get the so how it works is you need to get the one seed in mm-hmm. each of your like round robins, and then they're taking two, two t uh, two seeds pretty much. Yeah, so you're hoping that we get it's, a two seed that makes it. Yep, a, a yep. wild card. A wild card again. Yep. Nice. All right. Here's my last one before we go to your absurd take, uh, your flaming <laughs> hot take. Um, I feel like Keontae George is going to make one of the rookie teams. My prediction is that he'll be second team all rookie um, and that he will be our starting point guard by January 1st. Uh, I yeah, did super think... Super bold, super bold. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not that bold. <laughs> That's what I was saying. That's, That's what I was saying. saying we're going to win the in-season tournament or whatever. <laughs> I was being sarcastic, bud. <laughs> I was like, bro, are you serious? All right. Um <laughs> So I thought that's like, that's like if that doesn't happen, I'd be surprised. <laughs> it's like, like a not. Well, he's thing. coming off the bench right now. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he was a 16th pick. He's not projected to make an All NBA team. Well, I told Kessler you I wasn't take... either. He was a 22nd. I... Was he 22nd? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I was just saying that I said earlier that my takes weren't that hot, but I'm going to be I'm going to be, I'm gonna be correct kidding. though. <laughs> oh good grief all right but here is what i've liked from george is i feel like he's been super comfortable i think he is our most natural point guard like when he is on the floor processing things 
he is not thinking about it. Um, he's just doing it. I feel like THD, he's been making really good reads, and I think that's been awesome. And I think it, he has to like really, really like, make a conscious effort for that to happen, which mm-hmm. I'm glad he's doing, and I hope it lasts. But I feel like Keontae, like, it just comes a lot more natural to him. He knows how to run the offense more effectively. And then I feel like like he was just getting buckets last night. He only played 12 minutes and his stats don't really jump out. But if you just watch the game, like he was super confident, super smooth, shooting well. So anyway, I think sooner or later, Will Hardy is going to have to play him more minutes than 12. Like he he's been awesome. And then something about him as well, because uh, everyone obviously kind of misses Donovan because Donovan Mitchell's amazing. And everyone's like, Keontae's our next Donovan. But I feel like uh, Keontae is like a lot more similar to Darren Williams. I feel like he's our next Darren Williams, just like more natural point guard, uh, can get to the rim, can shoot it. So anyway, I just think Keontae is going to be really awesome. I was worried that my hype would go down after after a couple of games, but I, I'm still as excited as ever about him. So I do think he'll be starting by January. I think he's our best option at point guard. I think. Yeah, uh, Clarkson's the best guard on the team, but I think Keontae's the best point guard. Yeah, no, I agree with that take. <clears throat> All right, give it to me. Let's hear it. Okay, okay. Here's the insane take that the a Jazz player will get most improved uh, most improved player. Oh, that's not that crazy. I almost did that. No, <laughs> well, let's see I think there's a few options on of. it. Oh, okay. So my first one is Collins. Me too. Because, uh, I mean, that's just a clear take. If he's playing way better, he could easily get it. Here's um, my thing with Collins is, because um, like, I wonder how good he would have to be to win most improved. Like, are people voting most improved from last season? Or would he have to be getting, like, 25 points and 12 rebounds to surpass that, like, 20 and 10 year that he had <laughs> a couple of years ago? So I feel like if the NBA had a, the NFL has a comeback player of the year award. So a lot mm-hmm. of times guys that really good went to a slump and then got really good again. I feel like if they had that, John Collins would be the favorite. <laughs> so anyway, I wonder what he would have to do to win. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I feel like he'd have to be like a top 30, 35 player to get it, right? Yeah. I like agree. he needs to pretty much be in the all-star game. Yeah, for sure. If nothing so. else, at least a snub. I mean, that's how most most improved guys are. It's usually like first time all-stars from what I've noticed. So I think you're right yeah. about that. Um, okay, then I got in the second place. Don't know if this would ever happen, but it could be like THT if he keeps improving in his point guard role, gets better at the you know, that driving that we are talking about just has a higher basketball IQ. And then my last one I put, and I had a big old question mark on this. It was done. Um, I don't think he would probably get it. Like he has to make a lot of jumps to get there. Um, but I see that he is a person who could do it. So not that it's going to happen, but that he could happen. So AK altogether, a jazz fan or a jazz player would get most improved player, probably Collins, then THD, then done. But our yeah. team would get it. That's my prediction. Okay. That'd be sweet. I mean, done like to go from G League to most improved, that'd be pretty sweet. Like that. Yeah. He would have to like do I said, a I lot, don't, but he would have to do a lot. He like he has to be a starter and getting like twenty points a game, I would say. 
Yeah, honestly. So, but yeah, that that'd be crazy. I hope another jazz guy gets it. I love when we get awards. It's so fun. Because <laughs> no one, it makes no it one nice. thinks about us all year, and then we get an award. They're like, "Who's that guy?" I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like uh, it. Oh, he's yeah, the literally. all-star game. Oh, he started. Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> literally, uh, like last year when Jokic got picked last in the, or sorry, marketing got picked last in the all-star game format but everyone thought that Jokic got picked last because any guy with a jazz jersey is just invisible apparently (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so which is so much hate on Jokic at the same time he's like the reigning and well he's technically not the reigning mvp but But he's the reigning mvp (laughs) three-time mvp right (laughs) in our hearts yes (laughs) yeah Uh, all righty um anything else before we talk about the league in, in general or I'll, I'll go talk about our schedule but anything else yeah no head? i was just i mean i'm excited for today to get today's game against the suns that's in your stomping ground now so we'll see how we play i know i want to go so bad but it was the price i think like the getting ticket was 65 dollars was the very cheapest ticket uh, hey it dropped a little bees. bit when i was looking yeah, that, that was like forty five. That was the beginning of the season, so um, maybe maybe I could get over there. I don't know, but yeah, it was just like for a nosebleed ticket. I'm I'm used to paying like eight bucks with the Jazz, you know. So I don't know if well, I. Well, the issue be... is too. You're gonna have Beal Beal for sure out, and then probably Booker's doubtful it. too. So yeah, so yeah, I might just save my money and go to the one in February. But anyway, no, I'm super excited. Um for the game tonight. I think that this is a really good opportunity for the Jazz to steal one, uh, a game that, you know, with their healthy guys, it would be really tough for us to win. I think that uh, we have a really good chance to get a win. I feel like a lot of time people think that the NBA schedule is really long, so games don't matter that much. But in the Jazz's position, I feel like every game matters because I think it really will come down to, like, the very last week of the season for us. So anytime that a star or two is sitting, I just like the Jazz have to take it. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm super pumped. I think they have a good chance tonight. They won't be as well rested as the Suns, but I still think that they have a good opportunity. And then through the rest of the week, um, just looking at our schedule here. So we play the Suns tonight. We play Jokic and the Nuggets on Monday. Um, we play the, the Jawless Grizzlies Wednesday, Magic Thursday and then Timberwolves on Saturday. So we've had a lot of games to start the year. We play our first seven games in just 11 days because we have two back-to-backs, and then everything else is every other day. So anyway, it's just like, oh, we're probably going to be real tired by the end of next week. Yeah, like today, I mean, we had a game last night. We have a game today, and then the back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday. Like That's a lot of six games within like eight days right there. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of games, so I wouldn't be surprised to see us like just worn out by on during that back to back next week on Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, cool. Well, as far as our league, the league rundown goes, it's still a lot of Harden news, <laughs> um, a lot of player participation chatter. So I'll just kind of go over what's going on with the player participation. So basically, there's a new rule, and essentially teams are not supposed to be resting stars on national TV, and they're not supposed to be resting stars 
uh, on the road, especially because um, obviously like for you, if the Suns were to go to Utah, it's one of your only chances to see Kim Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, you know? Um, uh-huh. And so if they, so they're encouraged to not rest players so that opposing fans who pay to see those guys can see them. So essentially what happened was in the first game of the year, they sat Bradley Beal. They said he has a tweaked back. I mean, I'm not saying they're lying, but I don't know. If, the, if it was the playoffs, he would be playing. That's all, I, that's all I'm saying. Um, so okay, rested- here, Here's a thought on that, though. It's three. He's This is his third game out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I was just saying the very first game of the year, oh, what yeah. happened was they sat Beal in the second game of the year. Also a road game in L.A. on national TV. So meets all the criteria. They sat Beal and Booker. And Booker. And then, and then tonight they will like, Beal's out for sure and Booker is likely out. And so the question is, it's like, what's the league going to do? Basically, they came out. They said that these games matter. We want stars playing. We're done with all this resting. Here's some rules. You're going to get fined 100000 on the first violation. 200,000 on the second violation. Anyway, so the league is acting like they're cracking down. And so now that we're here, is is the league actually going to do anything? Or uh, I don't know. We'll see. What do you, what would you do if you, or what do you think will happen and what will happen? Or what do you think will happen and what would you do? Okay. In my, in my case, I feel like the Beal one is legit. Um, so you're really just talking about Booker in that case. And okay. and then at that point it's like I think it's supposed to be two stars and so one star doesn't matter as much. Okay. So I feel like the league, although everyone's chattering about it and like this is like when they'll do like the first investigation, I think their investigation this time will be that nothing bad happened. They didn't they didn't uh, violate the rules. But uh, I am curious to see when a more like a James Harden or not a uh, Michael. What am I trying to say? a uh lebron james and ad sit kind of game you know like they're both uh you know hurt fingers or something like that i don't know i think that's when it'll really show but i think i feel like this one they'll come out and they'll say nothing nothing crazy happened yeah i mean i haven't even heard that they're investigating it or is the league gonna tell the public that are they just gonna keep things quiet but i don't know if i were adam silver i did He's not going to do this because Adam Silver is kind of a pansy and his whole thing is that he's just been like buddy, buddy with the players, which is the complete opposite of how David Stern was. So I think what's going to happen is pretty much nothing. But if I were Adam Silver, then I would go and I would just find the Suns $100,000 in the first week because it really shows like that they're taking this seriously. (laughs) And And I feel like it sends a message to the league if you take care of it early but if they let like the suns and other teams get away with it early then like it's not gonna the whole year teams are just gonna keep resting like there is no rule i feel like mm-hmm. now technically i think the suns are under investigation right now but it has nothing to do with that it was talking about them trying to get a guy early right oh yeah yeah i think they uh, they were under investigation and they lost i think they they lost oh the they play. already did lose it yeah oh okay yeah, yeah. Basically, they were talking to Drew Eubanks early in pre agency. So, which I wonder how they know that. You tap in the phones, or how does that work? I have no <laughs> idea. We were, you know, we were talking about that last week too about how uh, you enforce that better. Because it's like a second round pick, it's like 
if you're talking about a free agent and you feel like they're better than a second round pick, then you just pretty much are, you know, trading a second round pick for your free agent or whatever, right? So like, how can you make that actually more uh, enforceable? And so we are coming up with yeah. a few ideas, but I don't know. I feel like that could be definitely changed. Yeah, I also don't like it because like there's only 60 guys that get drafted every year and you just took away one kid's dream essentially. Yeah, like I mean, you're hurting you're hurting the players more than you're hurting the team. Obviously that like those same people will still get signed as undrafted free agents, but like I think everyone has the dream of being hearing their name called on draft night. So, I don't know. I feel like it's not fair to these new rookies that are coming in to take away teams picks. There's got to be a better solution. Mhm. Um yeah, and then James Harden. This also kind of goes with the player participation. So essentially, we've kind of talked about James Harden all summer. He requested a trade. Uh, he's been calling their GM a liar for months. Um, but he showed up to training camp on either like the end of the first day or the start of the second day. He showed up the day after Tuesday, media day. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Tuesday was right after media day. And then... He was with the team. He's for like, a hey, while. I'm ready to play, guys. I know. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. So he was with the team for a while during preseason and then he bailed on them. So he was gone for the last 10 days of preseason. And then the day that they're flying to Milwaukee to play the Bucks, he shows up and he was he's like, all right, I'm ready to go. He's like, let's do, let's do this thing. And basically the Sixers were like, you're not coming with no. us. They turned they, <laughs> hey, they turned him away home. They said yeah. they, they literally turned him away like on the tarmac, basically. Like he was like had his bags walking up to the plane and they said, <laughs> not you're not coming, which is kind of crazy. So and now it, the, the Sixers actually are under investigation for the player participation policy, which is crazy. But they're pretty much like he's healthy. Like, why isn't he playing? So it's true. But it's, <laughs> it's kind of but it's like he doesn't want to play for us. We don't want him. We didn't want him to come. Why are we getting punished if no one here wants to be involved? Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. We'll see what happens with them. But I'm curious. And he was the initial reports that he was going to play tonight with uh, with the team because it's a home game. But it looks like he is going to be out again. Oh really? So uh, I wonder how long this will last. No, part of I wonder if he will ever play for the Sixers again. Honestly. I mean, I know so that you, know, you go ahead. I was just going to say, so you want to make that trade again? Reeves, <laughs> Simons for, uh, for Harden. Oh, I'm so glad you saved me for myself. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, cause Shams was talking like he doesn't know if Harden will ever play for the Sixers again. And I mean, they looked pretty good. They lost by one point to them, to the bucks. Um, and Maxi looked awesome. So, I don't know. I feel like they might they might just leave him out. We'll see what happens, but he might just be, mm-hmm. be more of a distraction than anything by playing, so we'll see. Yeah, um, I'm curious. Yeah, me too. Any teams impressing you before we hop off the first week? Anyone sticking out? Nothing too crazy, honestly. It's fun to see Wimbanyama. I can kind of follow him lightly. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, yeah, he looks still insane. <laughs> it looks yeah. like he's frustrating some players too, because like they're getting blocked by him or they're just having, you know, hard shots or he's shooting over them. And they're just like, dude, this is like, what is this? Interesting <laughs> that they have that power forward too. He's seven, four power forward. They have Zach Collins seven. playing next to him. So yeah, yeah, that's fun. Just cause he's so freaking skinny. They're like, all right, play power forward. 
<laughs> so no, yeah, he's been awesome. He hit like a clutch bucket to send to overtime last night. So that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like the Celtics have looked really awesome with their additions. I think Porzingis fits in really well there. Uh, he might have a career year. Porzingis just looked awesome. I feel like Thunder. I feel like for a year, for the last two or three years, it's been like the Thunder are coming. The Thunder are coming, but they haven't like hit the point yet. But now they, I feel like they are here. I think they're going to be a top six team. They destroyed the Bulls on opening night, and then they followed that up by beating Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs on the road, who will be really good. So I think the Thunder are legit. Yeah, I do think the Thunder are legit. Now here's here's a question. You said the top six team. So do you think there is a chance that the Jazz can beat out the Thunder for their spot? Oh, I mean... I don't think they're. I would be shocked to see the Jazz get a top six seed. Top six seed. So if we beat the Thunder out, I feel like it's the Thunder really underperformed, and the Thunder are like either getting the eleven or the ten or the nine, and the Jazz are getting the seven or the eight. Um, that so I feel like, I don't think that we would beat the. I actually, I don't know. I mean, the Thunders have a lot of really good young talent. So Chet's looked awesome. I I don't think that we would beat out the Thunder in their standings. But with injuries, who knows? What about you? You think we do you have them below us? I have them about the same, so I feel like it could go either way. Yeah, we'll see how the season goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, they've looked really good so far, and Shea's just awesome. So, but mm-hmm. we will see. Alrighty, anything else before we get out of here? Alrighty, no, sounds sir. good. Well. Everyone, like, subscribe, tell your friends all about Sam and Peeps, and um, we will see you next time. Tune into the game tonight. We'll be talking about everything again next week. Thank you. See y'all. Thanks for listening to the Utah Jazz Beats with Sam and Peeps. If you're as passionate about the jazz as we are, remember to hit that subscribe button or follow the podcast so you never miss a beat. Stay tuned for more insights that will keep your jazz spirit alive all year round.